All right, everybody, welcome back to the Millennial Sales Podcast, the podcast where young salespeople come to get ahead in their careers. Uh, I am hitting you with a quick solo episode today. Um, so we're not going to have a guest. It's going to be about five, 10 minutes of actionable tips to help you uh, with your objection handling. So this is a framework uh, that I've used for, for quite some time and find to be really helpful. So let's just get straight into the content and skip over all of the uh, extracurriculars today. Um, the process is, is four letters, right? And so there's four steps, L-A-E-R. So it's listen, acknowledge, explore, respond. We're going to dive into all of these. Um, the first step, before we even get into L-A-E-R, is you know the mindset that you want to have when you're going about objection handling, right? And the first step to that is understanding that objections are actually a good thing right? The questions that you have about your price, about your competitors, um, whatever it may be, usually means that there's an actual potential purchase that's about to happen. If someone is yesing you to death, you're probably either not talking to the right person or they probably have no real interest in buying, right? If you're really considering something, if you're going to buy, say, a car, um, you would, if you were just kicking the tires, no pun intended, um, you might just go and, and test drive and, and leave and go home for the day and, and call it a day. But if you went with the intention of really purchasing something, you would ask about the miles. You'd ask about the warranty. You'd ask to see you know, the health report of the car to make sure it's not a lemon. You know, you try to negotiate the price and whatever things that you might, may be able to get. So um, you want to embrace those and use those to your advantage throughout the sales process. So uh, that's the first thing I want to touch on. Here's the structure. So uh, let's just say that someone's talking to you and, and a very common objection is around price, right? I've always sold the most expensive product in my market uh, and generally the best product in my market. And, and that was always kind of like the battle was like, this is the best product. You're going to pay the most for it. Um, this is the song and dance that we need to kind of play for that. So um, the first step is listen. So you want to actively listen. You want to take notes. You do not want to interrupt. There's some great uh, gong data around pausing when you hear an objection. And this has taken over you know, millions of sales calls that we have uh, you know, from our customers and, and from our prospects. And top performers paused five times longer than everyone else when they heard an objection. So the first thing that most people do is they cut them off and say, no, no, no we're, not that, that, we're not that high price or we can discount or this is why we're that price. You just need to listen. You just need to hear as much as possible because the more that they say, the more that they explain, the better chance it is that you're going to be able to overcome that because you can kind of work around it and think about, you know, different angles that you may be able to take. Okay. The second step is to acknowledge. And this is probably the easiest step to skip, but you shouldn't, right? It's very subtle, but you want to make them feel heard, right? We know that EQ and Emotional intelligence are some of the most important things in sales. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that that's true. And the, the skill of empathy cannot be um, you know, undervalued at all when you're thinking about this, right? So you don't want this to turn into a contentious thing on a Zoom call. You want this to be you and the prospect. You know, There's a question, there's a problem, and you're going to try to solve the problem and find the solution together, right? So a few easy ways to do this. Say, Oh, I, I hear you. Um, I'm so glad that we're having this conversation. Um, you know, actually, most of my customers had to go through this exact process to do due diligence. Um, 
you know, when they were going through the, the process. So I'm glad that we're having that conversation or, you know, thanks so much for sharing that. It sounds like you're concerned with dot, dot, dot. Is that right? And so you want to kind of label what is going on. You want to make sure that you're getting to the right objection, right? And, the next, and that kind of leads to the next step of explore, which is sometimes the objection that you hear is not the real objection. If they say it's your price, it's not really that you're priced at $50,000. It could be that they don't see that you're, your product or service is going to provide ROI and value to that level. It could be that the budget's not there, or it could be they just want a better deal and they want to, you know, make it feel like they have a good deal and they want to show their boss that they got a good deal. Right. And so what you really need to do on the explore is be curious again, another EQ type of skill and be able to understand what is the actual objection that we're dealing with. And so if someone came to me and said, Hey, there's no way we're paying that. That's just way too high. A question that, you know, something that I might respond with is like, hey, um, I totally hear you on that. Just so we can isolate what's going on. You know, typically when I have these conversations, folks tip, you know, fall into one of three buckets. Either one, they, they don't quite see the value in what we're offering compared to that price. The second is that there's just not enough budget or any budget allocated for this. Or the third is that, you know, they just want to get a good deal. And, um, you know, that's their job to, to negotiate and get the, to get the best deal possible. Which of those would you say is probably the closest to where we are? And so what, if you know where you are, and you, it's also important to know who you're talking to, right? Are you talking to the decision maker? Are you talking to just an influencer who's hearing that or afraid to bring that price ticket to their boss? Are you talking to someone in procurement? In which case, it is almost definitely the third piece around just trying to get a better price. I think you obviously want to know who you're talking to, what the context is, but the more you can ask questions and explore what is the actual objection that we're dealing with, then you're going to be able to get there. If it's around the competitor, maybe their boss or, or a colleague is really close with one of your competitors, right? And they need to create a case uh, as to why they should buy you instead of that competitor. So you want to explore, understand what the real thing is. And only then, only once you can isolate that, um, are you going to respond? And so the reason that you want to ask questions, right? Again, going back to Gong data, um, the top performers ask 23% more questions when responding to an objection. So again, you don't want to be defensive. You don't want to just rush into your battle card of, of why you're better than that competitor or why you're worth the money. You want to understand. And that's when it turns into a conversation. And so the fourth piece R is for respond. And I've always, it's always stuck with me when someone told me the difference between reacting and responding. Reacting is when it's, it's very instinctive, it's emotional, um, and it's right after you hear something and it's like the first thing that comes to your mind, right? Versus responding when, is when you take a step, second, you take a step back, you understand what's actually going on, and then you respond in a thoughtful way to you know, either share an idea of, in this case, of you know, how you can overcome the obstacles together, right? And so a good way to do that is to even get permission to do that from them, right? And so you're exploring, you're asking them questions, uh, you're trying to understand, you've isolated what the true objection is, and then you maybe you pause for a few seconds and say, can I, you know, I, I, we've, we've definitely come across this situation a lot. I'm just curious, you know, Tom, like, can I bounce a few thoughts off you, right? And that then 
you know, assuming that they say yes, which I believe that they will, um, unless it's very contentious, just by asking that question, they are allowing you, you know, consciously to give a, you know, to handle that objection and to give your point of it, right? And so from there, that's when you start talking about whatever it is uh, that, that you're going to do to handle that objection. And that's when you respond thoughtfully. And you might be able to handle it right there. It might take a couple other conversations. You might have to send some quality email follow-up. You might need to get other stakeholders involved on your side, on the customer side. There's a lot that potentially could get into all this, um, but that's the four-step piece to, uh, to handle objections. And the last piece that I would bring up, uh, or the last two, is one, the tone that you have. Chris Voss, you've never read Never Split the Difference. That's uh, a, an amazing book, the best negotiation book I've ever read. And I think you want to really lean into what he says about you know tone and pace, right? If you are speaking very quickly, if you're speaking very loudly, frantically, anxiously, the customer is going to be able to pick up on that, obviously, right? And so their reaction and their emotions are going to follow what yours are. And so if you are getting frantic, they're going to get frantic and it's going to turn contentious. If you're slow and deliberate and poised and calm, they're going to follow in suit. So I think, especially in this world of Zoom where you don't have body language as much to pick up on, only what's on the screen. I think you want to take a step back. I think you want to show your hands a little bit. There's a lot of uh, psychology that, that shows if, if I'm showing you my hands and showing you my hands are empty, means I'm you know kind of coming in peace and you know I'm able to be trusted. There's a lot of like deep, deep uh, subconscious psychology around that. And so I think you want to be easy with your tone and your pace and your body language and be light and loose. The second piece to that is knowing when the objections handled. So again, it could be in this one conversation, it could last longer than that, depending on what your situation looks like. But here's what you wanna do. You don't wanna linger longer at this table than you need to. If you've already handled it, you could do more harm than good if you just keep beating it and beating it and beating it to death, right? And so a question that you can ask, what part of your concern around pricing do you still feel is unaddressed, right? They might say, well, they hope, what you hope they say if you did a good enough job is, you know what? No, I feel comfortable on this. Like, I feel good. Okay, great. Let's move on. They say, uh, you know, I still don't really see how your $50,000, uh, you know, or how your $10,000 more than your competitor or whatever it may be. And then you, you might need to get back into the process. And, you know, you, you obviously haven't completely handled the objections. So, you know, in either way. So um, once you have it addressed, you move on and, you know, hopefully you get closer to the close that way. And then, you know, as you're going through your sales process, as you're, especially at, at one company, as you're hearing these objections, whether you're an SDR, whether you're an AE, whether you're a manager, start writing these down. I'm sure you only have five to 10 consistent objections that you hear. And if you document what those are and you document your responses on what's worked and what hasn't worked, it's going to become easier and easier over time for you to handle these and, and you'll soon be able to handle them in your sleep. So, um, that's the tips. That's the L-A-E-R way to handle objections. Quick little 10, 12 minutes to help you in your sales process. So uh, if you like this, hit subscribe. Would love to see you in the feed more often. Hit me up on LinkedIn. My name is Tom Alamo. I post just about every single day on there. So would love to see you there. Uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully you're handling those objections well, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Thanks for checking out that episode. Start of the year. Let's kick some ass. Again, 
one of my goals for this show is to get as many subscribers uh, wherever you're listening here uh, on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, etc. Subscribe, leave a review, and then hit me up on uh, LinkedIn, Tom Alemo, uh, or any of my other socials at Tommy Tahoe. Look forward to connecting with you there. Peace.